Startup Life Hacks, episode 20. My goodness, um, the Marines teach you so much. Um, how not to give up is probably the biggest thing I learned from the Marine Corps. Uh, you know, as, as you guys say, grind on. Welcome. Welcome to Startup Life Hacks. Ever wondered if you have what it takes to start a business? Join us as we share with you inspiring stories from these amazing entrepreneurs. Let their journeys bring you one step closer to achieving success. And now, here's your host, Romel Cabal. What up, Hacker Nation? This is Romel Cabal, the host of Startup Life Hacks, and I'm pretty pumped about this next guest, especially since the day this comes out will be Veterans Day. So I'd like to give a quick shout out to those who have served and who are currently serving, because we wouldn't be here without all of the sacrifices you've made. My special guest is a former United States Marine and Google employee. He is a self-starter with a passion for changing things and the way we approach life. His latest venture, LoomCube, offers the world's first off-camera flash and video light for iPhone, Android, GoPro, and other casual capture devices. So without further ado, please welcome to the mic, Morty Sherry. All right, I, uh, I'm originally from uh, Zimbabwe. I am 42 years old. I have a two-year-old uh, child. I'm married. I live in Rancho Penasquitos, and I am a serial entrepreneur. Uh, basically, um, I moved to America back in uh, 1989. I uh, quickly learned that I had a lot to learn in the United States, but it was a land of uh, many opportunities. I adapted and, and had to become chameleon-like to uh, adjust uh, to what was new and definitely found that as a value later in life. Um, found myself to be in the Marines for a while, uh, did some cool stuff there and learned a lot there. Um, and then before you knew it, I was in the software world and ended up here in uh, San Diego. First off, thank you for your service. Oh, thank yeah. you. Appreciate <laughs> that. Really do. So here in Startup Life Hacks, we like to concentrate on the journey of the entrepreneur. What is your upbringing like? What is your professional personal history that makes you perfect for what you're doing right now? Well, I tell you, there's so much. Um, it, to that takes uh, I realize now as an entrepreneur only now uh, that all those tough times I had in life were for a reason so if there's a, a slight message in this I, I hate to sound cliche but there is a silver lining or an alternate meaning to every bad situation now that being said I went through a lot of tough stuff I mean I was brought up in a country of turmoil uh, Zimbabwe or Rhodesia at the time uh, had a giant civil war going on, and I was there till I was uh, seven years old. So a lot of imprinting going on about survival and, you know, late nights in the back of a truck, having to leave the country that you were born in. And so you start to get used to a lot of stuff that would knock people down easily, and you start to learn to endure. And then coming to a new country and, and to be honest, you know, not realizing the styles over here and not wearing the right shoes and shopping at the wrong store and and the way that society acts here in the United States from an outsider's view, you get a very good look at exactly what goes on here. So those parts were, you know, tough for me, but taught me so much about the, the market. I'd, 
had little to know that I was going to address later in life. Uh, the Marines, my goodness, um, the Marines teach you so much. Um, how not to give up is probably the biggest thing I learned from the Marine Corps. Uh, you know, as, as you guys say, grind on. Uh, that's exactly what the Marines taught me, um, that you can accomplish whatever you want. And then the professional world, uh, you know, working for other people, believe it or not, taught me that I needed to work for myself. Um, so those are some key moments in life that I definitely found. I mean, working at Google is a, a lot of people's uh, biggest accomplishment. But it was then that I realized um, that I was stifled. I couldn't be the entrepreneur I wanted to be. I was going to be step 1,148 out of 2 million every day for the rest of my life. And that's what, not what I was looking <laughs> at. So and not all the free food and massages in the world was going to stop me from going to attack my dreams. Mm -hmm. Now, did you have a mentor when you're going through this process? You know, I think I've had many mentors. Um, and I think each step of the way, um, you'll find new ones. Because if they're a true mentor, they teach you everything you know. And if you're a true student, you go beyond them. So early in life, my, my mentor was my grandmother, who took a small company into a multi-million dollar company. Um, and I watched that as a little child. Um, then moving to the States, I saw the resilience of my mom, a single mom, uh, making that. And she was a mentor for networking and survivability. And then in the Marines, I mean, my first drill instructor, Staff Sergeant Drill Instructor Sergeant Cook, I'll never forget, you know, his voice still uh, brings emotions to my head, you know. Um, and then guys in the Marine Corps, Captain Jerry Large, uh, probably one of the first real father figures in my life. Uh, my father wasn't always around. Um, after that in business, uh, James Carr Jones, unfortunately, just passed recently from uh, pancreatic cancer. But... Uh, the first guy who taught me I could be whatever I wanted to be. I taught him to live life. He taught me to be a businessman. Um, Ed Sanchez at Nick Software, my direct boss, who who said, you know, stop worrying about what people think about you and j go get the job done. You know, when you win, everyone loves you. Um, so from all these, there's no one mentor. I think that as a true entrepreneur, at least a successful one, you have to take from all the people you respect in life and take what applies and throw away the rest. So only you know how to do you, but you know also how to improve you. And you can do that by looking at people you respect. So what are your favorite, favorite hobbies? I mean, I'm sitting here in your office and I see all these surfboards. So I know you won't <laughs> like to surf. So, <laughs> Well, you know, um, we like to live life. Uh, so we have board meetings. Um, so that means some mornings early, uh, we all meet in the ocean uh, with our surfboards and have our board meetings. I mean, you can talk in any environment as long as people are engaged in retaining knowledge. And uh Doing that during surfing, it's kind of amazing how people are truly engaged. You got your little circle and there's that time for a break and everybody always needs a break. So surfing. We also have a, you know, a half pipe in our office, as you know. So skating is huge. Um, but we're also you know, on the artistic side. Um, uh, photography is huge in my life. 
Um, the industry taught me photography and, and I'm giving back, uh, because I truly love the photo industry. And, uh, I mean, in the end, I think all of us right here, try everything. The, the rule is if we see a new extreme sport out there or a new thing, we go try it. Uh, we've got something out here right now called a freeboard, and it's supposed to be snowboarding on concrete and we're all scared as hell to crack our skulls, but we're trying it. Um, and, and I think that's the secret to being not only a good entrepreneur, but a, a great person in this life is try everything. If you don't like it, don't do it again, but at least, you know, if you like it or not. So our hobbies are everything we, uh, like and nothing we don't like. Now, have you tried those new Segway boards that people are riding nowadays? Like, what do you think about that? You know, I was at a uh, Ryan Shackler's golf tournament recently and I stood on them and I thought they're pretty epic and cool. Um, of course, I'm a little old school. I truly love a skateboard rather than anything motorized. Um, maybe one day we'll just all lose our muscles and cruise around on electric shit. But until then, I'll still kick myself on a board or paddle on a surfboard. Yeah. Have you seen the, the movie WALL-E? I um I have yeah we're almost there <laughs> yeah we're we're almost there yeah. I hope not right yeah. <laughs> hope not let's stay active uh huh so we are now going to concentrate on how this business got started and maybe some of my listeners can use the same tactics when they want to start their own venture so what strategies did you use to fund your business well um, to fund it uh, we went through uh, Kickstarter um, and to fund that. We, we, uh, we started up a few other businesses that were mildly successful. Um, and when I say mildly, like a few hundred bucks a week, you know, we scrapped everything together to, to fund our, uh, our Kickstarter, if you will. And we also utilized a, a great idea and the future of that um, with equity. You know, we enticed a, 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 a branding firm um, to give us their services um, out of equity. And that worked. I mean, we had a, a great engaging uh, video and uh, that resulted in 229000 in 30 days. Um, but I'll tell you right now, the biggest lesson you're going to learn uh, when starting a product, that's not enough. So if everyone wants to know why Kickstarters fail um, and why Indiegogo guys fail is they set their goals too low um, because you need way more money than $229,000 to go through the process of starting a company, innovating a product, engineering it, manufacturing it, packaging it, shipping it, having it uh, properly certified, licensed. Uh, there's so many steps. So, I mean, definitely educate yourself, but realize that funding also comes in the form of investors. So learn about um, investing, learn about, you know, all the different corporations you can have, learn about all the different types of investment, angel versus VC versus convertible notes, um, learn, because I will tell you the one thing I've learned uh, through gaining funding is everybody wants a pound of flesh for an ounce of effort. Um, and as a good entrepreneur and CEO, you have to defend your company. Mm -hmm. um, everybody's looking for an opportunity. Make sure uh, if you have a gut feeling, honestly, go with it. Your gut is 99% of the time right. Exactly. Now, you said we. So did you have any founders when you're starting these businesses? And what types of advice you would give someone else who 
are looking for founders or if they want to start things on their own, like what advice would you give to them? Well, I'd give the advice this. I mean, this was my idea, but no man is an island is is a very good saying. Um, You better be pretty dynamic and perfect if you think you can take this on alone. Um, And you better be an incredible salesman if you want people to do it for free. So I say we because uh, every great CEO should recognize their strengths, not lie to themselves um, and realize their weaknesses. And they should surround themselves with people who are strong in their weaknesses. Uh, Not just your buddies, hate to break your bubble, guys, but your best buddy will probably break your business. Um, Remember, um, in the end, you need to surround yourself with your your yang to your yin. You need to, and and unfortunately, it's not just yang to yin. There's probably about uh, yang and a yang and a yang and a yin. Uh, to bring it all together because uh, no man is perfect. So you, you definitely need those people around you to, to pick up your weaknesses. Now, describe a moment in your startup when you felt like giving up. Who or what motivated you to keep going forward? Okay, so um, <clears throat> because of legal sides, I can't use any names or anything, but um, we developed a product through Kickstarter and very close to our initial launch of the product, um, the product we were getting from manufacturer at that time uh, was not meeting our standards, um, but requesting the order and the money. And I had this gut feeling and I knew it was going to upset a lot of Kickstarters. Um, I knew it was going to upset a lot of my coworkers. Uh, I knew it was going to upset this manufacturer. But my gut feeling was you don't release a a product you don't want to put your name on. I'm not saying anything bad about that manufacturer or their performance. It just wasn't the product that I wanted to put the name Loom Cube on. Um, So I had to basically start from scratch. on the month that I said I would launch to Kickstarter. It was a time that I definitely was like, oh my God, I, I should I just return everyone's money? You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, uh. but um, what made me keep going? A bunch of things. Uh, my wife. My wife was unbelievable. She... You know, if you're not married and look to people around you who love you because they will give you the best advice. Um, so she kept me going. I also, um, I don't quit. So I pretty much, you know, felt like it for a brief second. But the other part was, I'll show you. And you need to be that person. Uh, in order to be a successful entrepreneur, when people tell you you can't do something, you should get excited because you've just been handed an opportunity to prove them wrong. Um, and that is, is what you have to do. I had to dig deep. I had to do what was not the popular decision, but was the right decision. And, and the decision-making process was this, and this is, should be the number one rule for every entrepreneur. Not what's best for you, not what's best for your best buddy, or your family, I hate to say it. If you're going to be a great entrepreneur, do what's best for your company. 
Now, how did you break that news to your backers? I mean, they, they were expecting this date and all of a sudden it just got pushed back. So tell me about that story. Well, you know, we put out an update um, and said that it, it was going to be delayed. Uh, we did not know how long, but due to legal ramifications of what was going on at the time, we couldn't say anything. So in all essence, we had to keep our mouths shut. Hmm. Um, and backers were like, what's going on? You're furious. <laughs> right? Um, and we were like, oh, my God. Uh, due to, and we said, you know, due to legal uh, ongoings at this time, we can't uh, disclose what's going on. And I must tell you, it's one thing I'd like to get out there in the public forum. These backers are, are ruthless. Okay. Um, I love them. We couldn't have our company without them. And so big kudos. But they honestly believe um, that they they own the company. Um, and, and I haven't read what Kickstarter and Indiegogo is about. It's a, it, you are pre-ordering a product uh, that may or may not come into uh, production. Our goal entirely has been to come into production. And we are sticklers. And I wish they knew us because they had realized that, you know, our delay was really just making sure they got the, the best possible product that they exactly. could get. Um, but, you know, at the same time, it's also flattering. Um, we're not angry at them. We love them all. If people are getting upset that they don't have our product yet, it, it means that they really need it. And for us, that it's flattering. So, you know, we, we, you have to be thick-skinned and you have to put up with, uh, you know, the people who are going to jump on you. There's always, as they say, there's 10% to every rule. You're be, be beside, behind your 90% of people who understand and love you, there's going to be 10% who, you know, just look at life through a different class. Uh, don't shun them. Definitely don't. Uh, they're just expressing their emotions on, you know, you know, a disappointment that they don't have your product, which means they probably, once they have your product and it is all you say that is, will be your biggest supporters. Uh, they're obviously very <laughs> vocal. But always remember this. Um, a happy person tells nobody. An unhappy person tells everybody. So make sure uh, you do your best to make sure everyone's happy and, and realize you can't please everyone. Um, as I say in this company, learn to put the glass down. You know, you can't hold a glass of water forever. It eventually gets too heavy. So you can't please everyone. Do your best um, and know that our intention is, is true at heart. And, and that's to get out a great product. And we're ready to surprise everyone. <laughs> I mean, they're saying all these things because they care about you. They care about the company, the product. I mean, you know what it is? It's uh, when you get a parking ticket, uh, you complain and bitch up and down. It's because you care about your money. Yeah. <laughs> and you just lost some. So, you know, I get it. And we apologize to all those guys for all the delay out there. Should they listen? But in the end of the day, uh, you know, we're happy with the product we're about to, to release and we think they're going to think we overachieved. Now, describe a huge success you had as an entrepreneur. Ooh. Um, I mean, LoonCube's a, a, a great level of success. It, it really deems um, success in, in my mind. And it's probably just why everyone will tell you I'm tough on myself. I haven't succeeded yet. All right. So I think a success uh, in being an entrepreneur 
is, I mean, entrepreneur is that it's, it's starting a business, but you're not just starting a business to run it for the rest of your life. That's called a career. Uh, an entrepreneur is a person who starts a business, starts an idea, makes a change and begins a movement. It doesn't mean that they have to run that movement forever. So I haven't, I mean, I've done a lot of things. I've, I've been the head of a software company. I've been the head of business of a software company that sold to Google. Um, I've started five of my own companies um, from scratch and they're all successful within 18 months. Uh, I look at those all as, as battles won, but I haven't won a war yet, you know? Um, so I think, you know, when one day uh, Google, Apple, GoPro, Facebook, if one of those big companies out there writes me a very large check one day, I'll get back to you and let you know what my big success was as an entrepreneur. <laughs> so that leads on to my next question. Like, yeah, you have all these five businesses. So where do you see those five businesses five years from now? So maybe um, you might get acquired. Yeah, you know, yeah. some may be acquired. Um, and that's part of the intention. I mean, we work hard for money, guys. Uh, you know, if we do it just for the ego and the pride, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Um, you know, family is very important. Balance in life is very important. So where do I see them in five years? In an ideal world, the way they're going right now, um, all successful and me um, on a beach with my children and, and wife and enjoying life. Um, because I, I think that's the goal, right? Enjoy life. Exactly. Now we're going to have a little fun. So <laughs> Cool, I love fun. Uh, we're now entering the superhero round and we all imagine what it would be like to, to have these superpowers and what we could do with them. So what is your entrepreneurial superpower? <laughs> the one I possess or the one I want? The, the one you possess. The one I possess is I believe I read people incredibly well. Um, through people's body language, through people's language, through eye movement, through demeanor, um, to even go as far as, and I'm not one of those, you know, tarot card flipping type people. Um, but even to go as far as aura, uh, you know, what, what's around them. I feel that I'm very good at reading and then adjusting who I need to be to succeed in that room. Um, I'm good at finding who I can joke with and who I can't. Um, and I, you know, again, learned that from a lot of great training in the Marines. Uh, and I think it's a good skill. So I, I would say if I had a superpower, it would be, I know what you're thinking as mind soon read. as you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> absolutely. So what am I thinking? Uh, right now, you're thinking that this podcast is one of the best you've had yet, and you can't wait to buy a Loom Cube. Heck yeah. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> now, what would you say is your kryptonite? Oh, geez. Um, you know what? I will, I will say this. It, sometimes you can take on too much. And, and I say for me, it's, um, it's initiative. You know, everyone says initiative is a great thing. I come up with new ideas to make changes in this world every day. I definitely have focus, but you definitely have to make sure that other great ideas don't become a distraction. And if you come up with those great ideas to build a new team around to handle that. So yeah, my kryptonite is, is distraction of shiny and great ideas. Hmm. 
you really got to stay focused if you want to be successful. That's it. I mean, you you got to understand it takes money to make money. So go ahead and put that first foot down and have that first success. Um, because, look, I'm not saying everything's about money. Right? So I, I know I mentioned that a little earlier. I'd like to push that on further. And it's a deep thing I tell everyone here. It's about free will. Right. And unfortunately, money facilitates free will. Um, but free will is what everybody wants. I mean, you wake up in the morning and go, what do I want to do today? Do I want to have lunch in Paris? Or do I want to learn how to oil paint? And then 20 minutes into learning how to oil paint, go, this sucks. I'm going to go do what I want. That's free will. Uh, and I think everyone wants that. Um, and money facilitates that. And so does success and power. And they all kind of go hand in hand. It's what you do with it that's important. Mm -hmm. Now, we're entering the final questions of the interview. And yeah. these are related tools that you would recommend that would help our listeners get started and out of the feet. Share an internet resource or app that you use daily that would recommend to our listeners. I can't say I use it, it, it daily, but it is an integral piece to success, especially if you're crowdfunding. Uh, it's called Cision Point. Cision Point. It's like decision, take out the DE. Cision Point. Um, it allows you to find the authors emails, phone numbers, contact information, everything um, from any article written on the internet. So anytime you read an article that's pertinent to your product, your idea, etc., you can look at the author, enter him into Decision Point and have his contact information and ask him to write about your product idea that's similar to the one he wrote about. That is massive because we started 60 days prior to Kickstarter and that's what got us 22 pages of Google search results uh, on LoomCube on a product that is yet to release um, come November 11, it will. So that way you could reach like a larger audience. Oh, yeah. massively. I mean, if there's a word of advice for any people out there crowdfunding, start your outreach um, at least 60 days prior. And no person is too big and no person is too small. Uh, plan to, you know, have a lot of in-office in pizza and beer and late nights because <laughs> you guys are dialing for dollars. Uh, the reason being, it may be 11 p.m. here in San Diego, but it's going to be somewhere around 9 a.m. in Australia. So, and I'm probably wrong on those numbers, guys. Don't kick me in the nuts about it. But in the end of the day... Um, somebody's always awake. If you really want to win, you need to have all around the shift, full out push. You need to work like you're never going to work again because that's the goal, to never work again. Mm -hmm. Name one of your favorite books. Oh, that's actually pretty easy. Um, there's two, and they come from two sides of thinking. One is called Anthem by Ayn Rand. If you guys are listening to this, do yourself a huge favor it's not a self-improvement book. It's about the way you think. Um, it's called Anthem. It's by Ayn Rand. Ayn Rand is spelled A-Y-N-R-A-N-D. The book is literally, I think, uh, 120 pages long. It'll take you probably, depending on your reading skill, an hour to two hours to read it. It's hard to read at first. It's written in third person. Uh, but it will change your life. It will absolutely change your life. It's about... 
if you will, the first entrepreneur. So uh, please read that book. It will change your life. On the other side, because I'm a romantic, a daredevil, I like to push the envelope. I like to be different. I mean, who doesn't love Catcher in the Rye? Mm. Uh, you know, Holden Caulfield, a, a man coming to experience what it is to be a, an adult, a human on this planet and what goes on around him. It's just a, a great picture of, of all of that. And if I may, there's a third one. Uh, you Go ahead. <laughs> you, you really can't forget To Kill a Mockingbird because the lesson in that is no matter how popular or not, it's always right to do the right thing. Um, my son is actually named out of that book, Atticus. Uh, Atticus Finch is the character. I'm sure you've read it in school. If you haven't, do yourself a favor. Cool. Now, we talked about this in our pre-interview chat. What would you dare to dream if you knew that you could not fail? What would I... What would I dare to dream if I knew I could not fail? Do mm. you know what I, I promise you what I would do is I would, and I, I think it's audacious when people say save the world uh, because that's pretty uh, egotistical. The world's going to be here long after we're gone. Um, <laughs> so I, I let's say I would save the environment. I, I grew up on a game reserve. Um, I would save nature. I think we're missing a big part of that. Technology wants and needs are really making that forgettable. Uh, we're seeing animals go extinct regularly. Uh, it's got to be a wake up. And it's not all about global warming or whatever. It's just about social responsibility. Um, so if I honestly had uh, to tackle something I knew I couldn't fail, I guess I'd save the world. For people who want to start up their own businesses, what are some of the key advices that you would give to them? Do you. And and I know that sounds so modern and, and whatever that may be. Um, people who encourage you are good, but don't believe them. Uh, people who discourage you are, are bad, but don't believe them. If you're an entrepreneur, you are a stubborn, uh, intelligent, motivated, self-motivating, self-starter, uh, arrogant um, individual. I hate to say it, but those that's exactly who you have to be. You have to not only think you're going to win, know you're going to win, and start counting the dollars you're going to spend when you're going to win. Um, because at any point, uh, any disbelief or any break is is really going to set you back so it's all about being on time right and don't mean to a meeting i mean timing a little bit of luck and a great idea is what makes uh, success um, you ask about an engine it's air spark and fuel it's the same for business uh, great timing great idea of course money and a little bit of luck um yeah so in the end, I, I would basically say, uh, do what you have to do to win. In the end, uh, winning is, is where you're at. If you lose, uh, you have to start all over again. So it's kind of like sorry or monopoly or any of that. No one wants to start again. You'd rather right. walk away a winner. <laughs> so give Hacker Nation one actionable step that they can do right now to get up off their feet. Believe in you. Literally, don't hesitate. Guys, I'm 42 years old. I'm speaking to an audience who's probably 
20 to 22 years old. Don't hesitate. I spent too many years making other people rich with my unique passion, my innovation, my ideas. Um, realize who you are now and tackle it. I promise you, no matter what direction you go in life, there will be hard times. Nobody wins the lottery. I promise you, it's a joke. Nobody wins the lottery. So endure the hard times now where you're young, you have the energy, all that stuff, and a ton of friends um, to, to tackle that. Don't wait. Uh, you know, college education is, is a good thing. It proves you know how to learn. It doesn't mean you've learned everything in your industry. It's, it's what you learned was current for those four years you were there. And most of the times you get into the job world, they say everything you learned in college, forget. So again, don't hesitate. Um, you know, learn what you can out of college, but go out, take your idea, find great people, find investment, believe in you and do whatever it takes to win. Now, how do we follow you? I mean, if we want to know more about more Sherry. So. Yeah, well, guys, I'll tell you, um, uh, I'm, of course, on Facebook and I accept all friends. Uh, my name is Mornay Sherry, M-O-R-N-E-E, last name Sherry, S-H-E-R-R-Y. I'm the only one in the world, so you won't get the wrong guy. Um, at the same time, our companies are Loom Cube, Bongo Buggies, Photo Promos with an F, bongo bites and uh our favorite think 11 because on a scale of one to ten as an entrepreneur you have to think 11 so look for us all there on on our facebook pages i'm sure there'll be some links and some other stuff out there but we also welcome people to stop by anytime come skate our ramp come ask us business questions we're an open group thank you morty for being a guest on my show we appreciate your time and wisdom but here at Startup Life Hacks, we have a saying to help motivate our listeners who are on this entrepreneur journey, that it's okay to fail and it's okay to struggle. So let's close by reminding Hacker Nation what a motto is and say it with extreme enthusiasm. People out there, what you got to do, stay positive and grind the F on. Yes. <laughs> All right, Thank guys. You. Appreciate your time and don't give up, guys. Don't give up. Thank you, Morning. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining me today on Startup Life Hacks. To see how to get in touch with Morty as well as the tools and books he recommended, navigate over to our show notes page at startuplifehacks.com. But before we close, I'd like to go over some key takeaways and lessons learned from this interview. As an entrepreneur, you have to build that resilience to failure. Imagine walking into a boxing ring. As a boxer, you are expected to get hit a few times. That's just the nature of the game. The same thing applies when starting a business. There's always going to be some failures along the way, but failures are opportunities for improvement. So each step that you take moving forward gets you one step closer to success. That's exactly what Morty did when things didn't go the way he planned in his business. Yes, he took the hits, but he got back up and stronger than ever. Actually, today, November 11th, is the official launch date for his product. So check him out at loomcube.com. Let me know what you think about this comment, what it means to you, and if you like what we're doing, don't forget to subscribe to get updates on each new show we publish. We showcase a startup founder every week, and who knows, maybe you can one day be a guest on my show in the near future. And for more inspiration, go to startuplifehacks.com.
and as always, stay positive and keep grinding.